When you stop and think about all that's going on today in the good old USA, you might think that there are only two sides to every story. With over 330 million citizens, there are actually many more sides to our American story. On this program, I provide you with a different point of view. Mine. This is The Truth Hurts, a program where I exercise my First Amendment right to free speech by providing you with information. Hopefully, you will absorb this knowledge, stop, and actually think about the issues, the facts, and the general state of our American story. I'm Steve Z, and this is the Truth Hurts Program. Sorry, I just couldn't resist. It's the Friday edition of the Truth Hurts program with your host, Steve Z. We'll have a bunch to talk about right after this. Putting things into perspective and doing it with style. This is the Truth Hurts program. Here's your host, Steve Z. Good afternoon, everyone. It is the afternoon edition of the Truth Hurts program with your host, Steve Z. It is September 4th, 2020, Friday, thank God, the last day before the long three-day Labor Day holiday. Retired Army Colonel Kurt Schlichter has pointed out in his new book, The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You, something that needs to be said today. Because the lies being perpetrated about President Donald Trump right now have reached an all-time low. Schlichter says lies have always been a part of politics, but today defamation has replaced actual debate. In his book, The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You, the U.S. Army retired colonel turned trial lawyer and TV commentator mounts an enthusiastic defense of President Trump and of his supporters. Schlichter writes, The liars want to build a false narrative that morally disenfranchises you. They can defame us, the conservatives, without our consent. But they can't beat us unless we let them. The first lie Schlichter speaks about is the lie that Trump is literally a Nazi. Of course, the term Nazi no longer means a follower of Adolf Hitler and the Third Reich, who sent millions of Jews to their deaths. Today, the word Nazi is simply a liberal buzzword for everything that stands between liberals and their hippie utopia. They want to call everything they disagree with evil. Notice how liars never specify Trump's supposed white supremacist actions, they pretend they can read his mind. What about when Trump said that neo-Nazis marching in Charlottesville, Virginia in 2017 were, quote, very fine people? Well, of course, you can 
cherry-pick items out of that speech, the full statement said, You have some very bad people in that group, but you also had people that were very fine people on both sides. And I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and white nationalists, because they should be condemned totally. Now, that's what Trump said. But of course, the liberal media only pulled out that they were very fine people protesting. Lie number two, Trump hates women. Donald Trump's record of sexism is non-existent, according to Schlichter. He never denied women jobs or opportunities based on their dual X chromosomes. His lack of chauvinistic conduct drove the left to cast him as a sexual predator with an Access Hollywood tape, an old snippet of a crude banter that emerged during the election in 2016. That's what they use as evidence. Schlichter reminds us the full conversation is actually a bit self-deprecating. Trump tells the humiliating story of a woman who refused his advances. The most infamous part of the tape, grab them by the you-know-what, was widely misinterpreted, according to Schlichter, from an admission of sexual assault, the comment, an observation that for some women, when you're a star, they let you do anything, you're sufficiently famous, revealed the utterly transactional nature of Trump's extracurricular relationships. Trump, ironically, was sexist for treating men and women the same, according to Schlichter. His comment called out the transactional nature of celebrity sexuality, and by doing so, demonstrated that both men and women play the same game, but for very different prizes. Both parties, male and female, want something from the other. Sometimes they come to a deal. Lie number three, Trump is totally corrupt. Not only is Trump given every single dime of his presidential paycheck back to the federal treasury, his businesses have taken a massive financial hit during his term in office. For example, in 2019, the Washington Compost reported the Trump Organization's top moneymaker, the Doral Resort in Miami, lost $9.5 million in net operating income in the two years from 2015 to 2017. Trump said, quote, being president has cost me a fortune, a tremendous fortune like you've never seen before, unquote. Not even special counsel, the great god of investigators, Robert Mueller, could ferret out any fiscal shenanigans to charge Trump with. Not one. Could these legendary corruption bloodhounds not sniff out all of Trump's secret wrongdoings? How about just one? The answer is, there were none. Otherwise, great men like Comey and Mueller would have most certainly found out and had Trump's head on the chopping block. The next lie, Trump hates immigrants. What a crock of crap. Trump's married to an immigrant. But there's a big difference between illegal invaders, illegal aliens, illegal immigrants, and immigrants who come here and follow the rules and play by the rules and get their citizenship lawfully. What a stupid lie. The next one, of course, is Trump loves dictators. Now, this is slander born of fear, according to Schlichter, and he's right. In his view, Trump deals with dictators like Kim Jong-un and Xi Jinping and even Vladimir Putin. 
just as he used to handle his competitors in the business world. Sometimes he butters them up, sometimes he beats them down, but Donald Trump plays for keeps for America and he gets what he wants for America. But the liars pretend that being pleasant or flattering the dictators in order to secure a deal that would help America exposes Donald Trump's secret desire to be a dictator. Give me a break. The truth is, they're terrified that Donald Trump's success will expose their decades of failure in the 47 years of Congress enjoyed by Joseph R. Gropy Joe Biden. Meanwhile, they call Trump a willing stooge of Vladimir Putin. They said it was a golden shower of defamation. The sanctions Trump slapped on Russia's economy and the attacks he ordered on Russian troops in Syria are not the acts of a buddy, a chum, a bro, or an amigo. One round of sanctions directly targeted members of Putin's inner circle, imposing an estimated $16 billion worth of losses on these oligarchs in 2018. The very next year, Trump added sanctions aimed at halting the construction of Russia's Nord Stream 2 gas pipeline into Germany. Listen, if Trump is colluding with Putin, he's the worst colluder in the history of collusion. The next lie, Trump hates the free press. Honestly, Trump doesn't want to destroy the press. He wants to reform it. The free press is crucial to our democracy, and Trump knows this because people must be informed in order to rule themselves. The press's job, at least on the news pages, is to provide facts that allow citizens to conduct analyses for themselves. But America's mainstream media has abandoned that role. Newsrooms packed with half-wit grads boasting degrees in advanced wokeness did away with the idea of objectivity many, many moons ago. Raw, partisan, political operatives is what they are, and that seems to be more fun. Journalists are no longer journalists. They don't believe in the who, what, when, where, and how. They only want to foment anger by creating their own why. After all, by abandoning neutrality and embracing partisanship, the mainstream media has made itself worthless to the average intelligent American, that is. The next lie is that Trump ob obstructed justice. This belief is based on what Schlichter dubs the Trump exception, an unspoken rule that makes any exercise of the powers invested in the presidency by Trump a national scandal and a sign of an imminent fascist takeover. We now have proof the top FBI brass knew way back in 16 that the FBI itself bullshitted its way into spying on the Trump campaign via its Crossfire Hurricane investigation. To cover up that abuse, insiders launched the Robert Mueller Special Counsel Probe based on a nonsensical premise that Trump fired director James Comey as an obstruction of justice. Remember, Comey served at the behest and at the will of the president. President Trump could have fired Comey for whatever reason he wanted but thanks to that Trump exception, the president obstructed justice by doing exactly what the Constitution allows him to do. There are many, many more of these Trump lies in the book, The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You by retired Army Colonel Kurt Schlichter. I recommend you take a read of it. 
You will enjoy it for sure. Of course, the latest lie was the today um, broadcast of a piece claiming that Donald Trump Trump defamed World War I heroes, defamed former presidents, and defamed other war heroes. Yet, they have no direct quotes, no video or audio tape of these supposed comments that Trump made. But they can go out there and lie and defame and libel and slander. They can do that to the sitting president. And no one is going to question that liberal media because they rule the roost. But I challenge them, bring on the tapes, bring on the video. Let's see if Donald Trump actually said what you're lying about. Let's see if Donald Trump said what you're accusing him of saying. We know that gropey Joe Biden admitted, bragged, and laughed about. Sorry about that. That's what I get for doing this from the phone today instead of from the studio. Anyhow, we know that gropey Joe Biden openly admitted to and bragged about and even laughed and said, son of a bitch, when they fired the prosecutor. Remember that? You probably remember it if you are a forward-thinking, conservative, non-liberal, non-sheeple type person because you've seen it and heard it. The rest of you bury your heads in the sand and pretend that gropey Joe Biden is not a corrupt, senile, unfit individual. That, my friends, is the truth. And sometimes the truth hurts. Hello, everyone. This is Sam from Sam Street Services. Has someone graffitied your street with some offensive letters or slogans? Do you have a large offensive phrase painted on the road in front of your white house? Or your hotel? Have people painted stupidity on the brick wall of your Graceland? Give us a call. We can provide you with clean street, a blank canvas, or even some other less savory solutions for your tagging problem. We've spilled large amounts of paint on the streets in front of several movements. And we've also spilled porta potty blue juice and fecal spray on tagged roadways nationwide. We've whitewashed over nasty hate messages in places from the hood to Hollywood. So give us a call at Sam's Street Services. We just emptied out 212 portable toilets from the San Antonio Hellfire Chili Cook-Off, and we're just itching to dump that black and blue liquid on some protest-painted street near you. It won't smell too good, but neither does the BM that caused that painting in the first place. Sam's Street Services. Find us on the dark web. Yes, boys and girls, the hits against President Trump just keep on coming from the liberal mainstream media. Donald Trump was accused of calling the U.S. war dead suckers and losers. He reportedly refused to visit a Marine Corps American cemetery in France back in 2018 and allegedly called Marines that are buried there losers while describing other U.S. troops killed in World War I battles as, quote, suckers, unquote. Of course, these are just rumors because not because not one single person in the media reporting these lies has one single piece of evidence to support the lies. You understand? It would be like me coming out today saying, I think that Joe Biden 
called white people idiots and called black people morons and called Asian people some derogatory name and then telling all of my friends in the media, all of the people that I've worked with over the years to start spreading those lies, those rumors, that false information. And then when they all get together at their little round table smoking their cigars, they can say, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And you can also say that Biden called uh, women the C word and that he called black people the N word. Yeah. Yeah. We can say that he did that in public at dinner parties, etc., etc. And if enough people report it, then it must be true, right? Well, that's the situation here. They're calling Donald Trump out for things that they claim he said, but not one single solitary piece of recorded matter can corroborate the lie. It's libel, it's slander, it's defamation of character. Supposedly, Mr. Trump's alleged comments were apparently overheard by senior officials where one source claims the president didn't see the heroism in fighting. The president then reportedly asked his advisors, who were the, quote, good guys in World War I during his trip to France. The Atlantic claimed the Republican president said he did not understand why America intervened on the side of the Allies. Do you have it on tape? Do you have it on video? Or do you just have it on hearsay? When responding to the allegations, your president, Donald Trump, said, To think that I would make statements negative to our military and fallen heroes when nobody has done what I've done for the U.S. Armed Forces is a total lie. It's a disgrace. The president says he didn't go to a cemetery one time because the weather prevented the helicopter flight out there. Remember, Donald Trump is the president that holds his own umbrella, unlike Barack Hussein Obama, who had a Marine Corps member stand in the rain while holding an umbrella over his fro. The alternative, a long drive, would have meant going through very busy areas of Paris, and the Secret Service objects to that without proper pre-planning. Trump said, the Secret Service told me you can't do it. I said, I have to do it. I want to be there. They said, you can't do it. Of course, The Atlantic did not immediately respond to an email request for comments outside of their regular business hours. After all, the news is a 9 to 5 business, right? Of course, gropey, dopey, mopey Joe Biden, leading slightly ahead of Trump in some polls, emphasized his own commitment to helping members of the military in response to the report. Sure you did, Joe. Gropey Joe said, if revelations in today's Atlantic article are true, then there's yet another marker of how deeply President Trump and I disagree about the role of the President of the United States. And if I have the honor of serving as the next Commander-in-Chief, I will ensure that American heroes know that I have their back and honor their sacrifice always. Come on, Joe. Somebody wrote that for you? How many times did you have to read it before you could get it right? As a presidential candidate, remember, Trump did make a negative comment about deceased Senator John McCain and said he wasn't a hero. And I agree. I don't think McCain was a hero. He didn't do anything heroic for this country, in my opinion. And that's the truth. 
Trump said on Thursday he disagreed with McCain, but he still respected him. He said, I was never a fan, and I will admit that openly. I disagreed with John McCain, but I still respected him. Oh, well, the lies continue about Donald Trump, and the left will promote those lies, and the right will try to defend them, but the left will continue to push, push, push until you believe the lie. Such a shame. Listening to the Truth Hurts program is the highlight of my day. Okay, it really is not, but that's what Steve Z told me to say. I am not oppressed because I am a computer. According to Reuters, New York City detectives are trying to determine whether a motorist who drove into a crowd of bowel movement protesters... Oh, I'm sorry. Let me start that over. According to Reuters, New York City detectives are trying to determine whether a motorist who drove through a crowd of Black Lives Matter protesters in Times Square on Thursday night committed a crime, the police commissioner said. Video of the incident, which was shared widely, of course, on social media shows a black Ford Taurus driving through a group of marchers and people on bicycles in Times Square, a major tourist destination and entertainment center in Manhattan. Stop. I thought all those public gatherings were illegal. I thought they were unsafe. I thought you had to limit your crowds to less than 10 people or more. New York City Police Commissioner Dermot Shea said on Friday that detectives were investigating the incident. He noted that no one has come forward with any injuries and that two protesters had struck the window of the car. We have to interview both sides. We'd like to interview anyone that was in that vehicle because we believe there was multiple people in that vehicle and anyone that was on the scene, Shea said to Fox 5's Good Day New York show. The demonstrators had gathered to protest the death of Daniel Prude, a 41-year-old black man, after his encounter with police in Rochester, New York, back in March. The incident has become the latest flashpoint in a summer of riots and political unrest over alleged racism and police brutality. The Times Square protest followed similar demonstrations in Rochester this week, triggered by the release of the body cam footage of Prude's arrest, showing officers putting a spit hood over the man's head to prevent his spit from transmitting the Wuhan China novel coronavirus. As he knelt on the ground, handcuffed and naked. Stop. First of all, Daniel Prude was a 41-year-old obvious drug abuser or mental case. No doubt about it. It was snowing in the video footage. Snowing. Yet this dumb, stupid son of a bitch was walking around naked. It's cold outside. You're either drunk, you're high, or you're just plain freaking stupid. Secondly, Prude's own brother called the cops and said, Y'all need to come get this dude. He out in the street. He be naked. He be acting wild. He be acting crazy. So the police showed up. And when they encountered the man, guess what? He didn't cooperate with the cops. He resisted arrest. Naked. And after a valiant effort, 
by some very good police officers. They subdued the naked man. They threw a blanket around him. Nobody wanted to see Mr. Johnson out in the snow. They handcuffed him, and the man started spitting and cussing and screaming and spreading his little COVIDs all over the place, for all the cops knew. Remember? You're supposed to wear a mask. Daniel Prude, the naked, stupid 41-year-old black man, was not wearing a mask, or anything else for that matter. So cops put a spit hood on him, which is what cops do when they don't want to be spit upon by some clown who's stupid enough to be running around naked in the snow. They put him in handcuffs. An autopsy cited acute intoxication by phencyclidine, better known as PCP, among additional contributing factors to his death, according to the New York Slimes. Of course, Prude's family now wants the cops arrested. The exam medical examiner ruled the homicide was caused by complications of asphyxia in the setting of physical restraint. Yes, they have to pander to the 13% crowd. You see, what happened was the man went to jail. And seven days later, he ceased to become one of the living. Seven days later, he died. But of course, the Democrat medical examiner wishes to call this cop-related. Oh, the ridiculousness continues, boys and girls. Of course, earlier I mentioned the lies about Donald Trump supposedly disparaging World War I veterans and other prisoners of war through time. And yet, as I said before, no actual video or audio tape has been produced. Media outlet after media outlet after media outlet online and on broadcast and cable television are all now jumping on the bandwagon accusing the president of saying stuff that they have zero proof he actually said. It is grotesque abuse of journalistic values. There was an article today on Microsoft News entitled, White People Have Gentrified Black Lives Matter. It's a problem. It says, in July, white woman folded her yoga-style body into the asphalt of a Portland street. Her breasts and vagina were exposed before a line of police officers. She said the movement for racial justice provoked a, quote, very deep feminine place, unquote, within her, and that her nakedness is political. Some on Twitter described it as stunning and brave. Some found it a grotesque display of white privilege. Of course, the picture they publish shows this woman from the backside. Black Lives Matter was once shunned by the white establishment, but now BLM is chic. And that, my friends, is a problem, according to BLM. In Washington, the phrase is plastered on the street that runs perpendicular to the White House. Bowel movement, I'm sorry, Black Lives Matter movement banners fly from homes in Silver Lake. BLM posters are taped to the windows of Portland coffee shops. BLM hashtags fill users' bios on Twitter and on Tinder. Institutions like Uber, Airbnb, the NFL, the NBA, and others have embraced the bowel movement, uh, the, the, the Black Lives Matter movement. 
Yes, remember, that's the same NFL that shunned Colin Kaepernick four years ago for kneeling in protest of police brutality, but now issues calls to end racism in the end zone. This jolt of white solidarity is not imaginary. It is manufactured, but it's not imaginary. According to a poll in June from Monmouth University, supposedly 49% of white Americans now say police are more likely to use excessive force against a black culprit than a white culprit. In 2016, that figure was supposedly 25%. Whitey has been involved in black liberation efforts for centuries, from abolition in the 19th century to civil rights in the 20th century. Some white supporters bolstered the original BLM movement, which emerged in response to the killing of the criminal Michael Brown in Ferguson, Missouri back in 2014. And in this new second larger wave of bowel movement protests that began in May, after the police killed the criminal George Floyd in Minneapolis, an unprecedented number of whiteies have flooded the street. Young people were the largest age cohort among the protesters. One reason young people protested is that they had been cooped up in their homes due to the Wuhan, China novel coronavirus pandemic, and they were bored. Young people said that in the dire economy, coupled with the disdain for the current president seen by many young people, there was a factor in the large number of young whiteies in the street. It can be hard to disaggregate young people's rage about loss of life, hope, and jobs and opportunities from their righteous solidarity with their black protester cohorts. But in broad terms, there's a distinction between motivations of white and black protesters. Also, coupled with the fact that many of these young people, white and black, who had jobs before the coronavirus hype, took those jobs away and considered them all non-essential. Remember, that's the liberal word. You're non-essential. You do not matter. Historically, when black people protest, they're responding to, quote, intolerable and immediate injustice, unquote, such as the Flint, Michigan water crisis. I guess the pipes in Flint, Michigan that were bad are only in black neighborhoods? That's like saying, oh, you don't want to go to the section of the pool where people pee. That's the peeing section. How freaking ridiculous. In contrast, white Americans protest over more abstract goals, like those Occupy Wall Street protests against what the liberals called economic inequality. Or how about the melting of Arctic glaciers, which are driven by, you know, Mother Nature? What are you willing to sacrifice, to demand, and to compromise? Is there a shared sense of the problem, but your immediate objectives are fundamentally different? This is, of course, very true for some. It's obvious that some white people were out there just to say they were out there. White girls would agitate the police and then cry when the police responded. This is not how protest works. Saying black lives matter when you're not black is an empty shell. Think about it. White people get caught up in the game of politics and they lose focus on what the real problems are. The real problem is supposedly changing racist and oppressive systems. But yet, the only people being oppressed are criminals breaking the law. 
The only people being oppressed are those who refuse to follow the lawful commands of a law enforcement officer. The only people being oppressed and killed by cops are people who refuse to show their hands, refuse to drop their weapons, refuse to comply with the lawful orders of a cop. Those who choose to resist, to attack, to assault and commit battery upon police officers deserve the bullet to the head, period. Do you hear me? I'll say it again. Those who refuse to drop their weapons, who turn their weapons on the police, who refuse to follow those lawful orders, who reach into automobiles where there could be a weapon, those ignorant fools deserve the bullet to the head. One black woman says it's hard for white people to grasp that black people have suffered from, quote, systemic racism under every president, including Barack Hussein Obama, unquote. Black America knows this struggle began long before Trump and will continue long after Donald Trump is out of office in four more years. Bill Sturkey, a historian at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, said when black liberation movements emerge, there always comes a point when white allies realize the gravity of the movement and they want to make sure that they're involved and on the right side of history. That's because they don't want their houses burned down. White people's presence in the civil rights movement did help shine more of a light on the protests, but it overshadowed the courage of the original black activists, he said. White co-optation can overshadow those involved in grassroots efforts, and it creates the illusion that everyone was part of the movement the whole time. Remember, after the dust settled in the 1970s and the Watts riots and public opinion shifted, everyone claimed to be a civil rights activist. Except Joe Biden, of course. Joe Biden openly voted against the Civil Rights Act. And yet... Black America is lining up to vote for sleepy, creepy, little girl, gropey, mopey, dopey Joe Biden, who said he loves having little black kids bounce on his lap and rub the blonde hair on his leg in the swimming pool. I bet you like that, Joe. You liked that a lot, didn't you? It's going to take drastic changes in everyone's outlook, black and white. Criminals need to stop being criminals, and they'll stop getting shot. And guess what? When that happens, there'll be no bad cops. <laughs> Imagine that. That's going to do it for this afternoon edition of The Truth Hurts. Please don't burn yourselves this weekend when you're out there barbecuing. Don't forget to wear your masks. Cut a small hole in the mask so you can drink your beer through it. This is Steve Z, and we'll see you next week. You have been listening to the Truth Hurts program with your host, Steve Z. Thank you for listening. We hope that this presentation has enlightened you to the things that may have been hidden from you. This is where we bring darkness to light, turn fiction into reality, and exercise our First Amendment right to free speech. Here is where the double standard is exposed and displayed for all to see. We sincerely hope that we've helped you to open your eyes to what's going on in the real world. The Truth Hurts program is produced at Studio 63 in Bayou Country in affiliation with Steve Knight Productions. 
Background music by Jason Shaw and Audionautics. No animals were harmed in the making of this program. It is fact. It is real. It is truth. And sometimes, the truth hurts. <laughs> <laughs>